Hello everyone, welcome back to the FemFit Society podcast. As always, I'm your host Leah and today I'm joined by entrepreneur, mentor, mentor, business owner, Tarrant Dubriel. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? What's up Leah? I'm so excited to be here. Really pumped. Yeah. It's so, so nice to have you. I, you have a lot of kind of strings to your bow, which I love and you do so much for small businesses and business owners. Um, but I just want to know first and foremost, because you work within the fitness industry mainly, you run a gym, you have a lot, you mentor a lot of gyms, but where did your journey with like health and fitness start? Yeah, you know what? I was still in university. I never went to university to be a business owner and small town living. We, we were working out you know, at this little globo gym, it was the only one in town. And one day the gym actually went up in flames. It's, it's a super sideways story about insurance fraud. That's a whole different, different story, but literally was watching this gym burn down. And, uh, the guy I was standing with was a business owner in town and we were friends. We were working out together, doing CrossFit in this, this globo gym. And he turned to me and said, you know, if there's any perfect time to do it. It's probably now since small town in our only gym was literally going up in flames in front of us. Uh, so I was 20 at the time, had no idea what I was doing, turned around and said, sure, why not finish my degree? And then that's kind of like where CrossFit function was born per se. My, my sort of like involvement with health and fitness has kind of been my entire life. I'm an athlete by trade. Like that's that's kind of what drew me to CrossFit. And then just like most people kind of have like the similar story when they first find CrossFit, it's very life transformative for them. And I had a similar experience and just kind of went down the, the rabbit hole and drank all the Kool-Aid I could, learned as much as I could, and then realized, holy crap, this is like an amazing tool, an amazing vessel to help people change their lives. And that's that's what kind of grew my passion to turn around and help all the people within sort of my small town have similar life transforming moments like I did when I first found CrossFit. It is so funny. I, I speak to a lot of people in small towns and it ends up like, I think nowadays you, you can kind of find a CrossFit gym just about anywhere, but actually kind of 10, 15 years ago, it was, there was one, you know, a few miles away or whatever, but even having like one globo gym in a small town, like, did you find that as a, as a community outside of CrossFit, like, was it a fit town? Was it, was there any form of, of community within the fitness realm when you were kind of training at a globo gym? I don't think so. Um, the demographic of where I live is generally a senior population or a low income population too. So you know, the lifestyle habits that come with that probably not parallel with those that live a gym life and, you know, coming into the gym, finding a couple of people that were doing, you know, my, my story is always, there were these two guys doing something crazy in the corner in the gym. And I was like, what are they doing? I want to be a part of that. And that's kind of how I was introduced to CrossFit was watching them do Fran for the first time. And so I would probably say that that was what was so alluring about it was there was like this little niche, super, super, super niche, quote unquote community that was like building within this global gym of the three or four of us who were doing it. 
But then I was going to university in a city two hours away and there was a CrossFit gym. So I could walk into there and the owners would teach me how to deadlift. And, you know, I was like enveloped into what they were doing, even though I was actually like learning about this two hours away in my little small town. So, you know, I wouldn't say that the, the small town city had it, but we were definitely building it. That's for sure. And indirectly, right? Like unknowingly, which is kind of cool when you look back on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, and it's funny you say about like drinking the Kool-Aid because I think you don't realize how much of a community it is until you're in it. And even, you know, going to like a small local competition or something like that, there's so many people and you're like, whoa, this is, this is a proper thing. Um, Being 20 years old and starting a business (laughs) baffles me because I feel like I couldn't even like, write an invoice when I was 20 um how how did you like I suppose in the first instinct like what gave you the courage to be able to say okay I can do this at that age uh nothing (laughs) short answer (laughs) I am uh I love risk I love the adrenaline rush that comes with that and so being in positions where I don't know something forces me to go and learn those things and arguably, I, I mean, what I was taking in university at the time is not actually something that I wanted to do. I went to university to play basketball. The degree was just like a byproduct thereof that you had to take something, right? So, you know, this, it was intellectually challenging and stimulating at that time. And it was exactly what I needed. And so not knowing anything probably, you know, on some hands, worst case scenario, but on most hands, probably best case scenario, because the first thing I did was turn around and like, start reading entrepreneurial books. Like what the heck does it even mean to be an entrepreneur? Never mind own a business. Cause those are two different concepts, right? So, you know, I was digesting as much information as I could about what CrossFit was like reading the CrossFit journal. And then I was doing all this entrepreneurial things and working part-time jobs. Cause the gym either wasn't a thing or wasn't paying me and then trying to build this thing and making a ton of mistakes at the same time also. So it was, it was kind of like, I want to say a symphony of a lot of different things happening at, at the same time, but it doesn't mean that any of them were right. (laughs) It's all about like learning. Right. And I think especially, do you think in a way starting a business young is more beneficial because you, you have, you've learned less does that make sense like in our lives if we've had jobs and we've had mentoring etc throughout life we're kind of molded to you know corporate life or corporate careers etc but being young and kind of being fresh out of university you haven't got all that yet so everything's more open I suppose do you think that kind of benefited you me for sure I I mean I think it's very personality dependent and drive dependent there's a lot of people who could have been put in the exact same scenario and failed at the snap of their fingers. Right. Um, but you know, my personality and the, like the tenacity of which I attack types of things and then just be driven as much as sorry, as driven as I was by the mission I was trying to accomplish, you know, like that in and of itself was exciting. Never mind, Just like trying to make sure I was setting myself up properly. Like, was in a can't lose philosophy you know yeah and I suppose having that like did you so did you feel like you had any competition or anything because you were kind of being 
I assume like almost like a replacement and as you said you saw a a gap in the market did it again make things easier that there wasn't you knew that there was your like you knew you had your consumers you knew that there wasn't going to be another gym built like being built was that quite handy to have you know what there's this kind of a two-way answer to that the first one is is like there were there was competition there were small ma and pa type of pop-up little gyms here and there. And one of the very first things we talk about with our mentees in any business mentorship that I do is just like, instead of focusing so much on what everyone else is doing, just really focus on what your quality of product and services that you put out there, because there's, that's all you can control. Right. And so that would, was definitely a mistake I was making at the beginning was I priced all my programs based on what these other gyms were offering, but like, they're not even the same. You have a global gym. That's a $40 a month membership. And here's something that's, you know, exclusive coaching in a group fitness scenario. And I was charging 65 bucks a month when I first opened up, I actually, it might've been even less all because I didn't understand, you know, a is not equal to B. And likewise, the other answer to that is like, the thing that we don't understand sometimes is like successful businesses at the start in this type of position is like the market is good. You know, there, the competition was like low, there was no other CrossFit gym. Like that's a super important detail. So the type of people that were coming to my gym, you know, they were, they were like perfect clients for what I was trying to to do. They didn't want to be in the other type of gym. So the growth that I experienced in the first little bit was just because the market was good not because I was doing things right. Right. And I think that's a really important differentiation we sometimes need to make as business owners about like what actually is the realistic picture of how our business grew, you know? Yeah. And I love that you say that because you now of course have developed a business mentoring other business owners. Does it, is it nice to kind of reflect on the beginnings for you? And like, at what point did you think, okay, I'm running my business, I'm building this up. And actually, I've got the knowledge and advice now to to give to other people. Like, where was the switch for you with that? Well, I mean, so when you ask me about reflecting back, it is quite funny, actually, it's unfortunate, because I spent eight years making the same mistakes over and over again. And like, doing simple things like not paying myself, I ran a business for eight years and never took a paycheck. That is bizarre right? So all of these mistakes that I look back on and, you know, I kick myself for the things that stopped me from getting a business coach or a business mentor for eight years. And that was simple things like my ego was in the way that I just, I don't need somebody to tell me what to do. I can figure this out on my own. And while that might've worked on day one, when I was opening the business, it definitely doesn't work eight years later when you're still not paying yourself. Right. So like (laughs) ego is the biggest thing that I, I just wish other people could put aside for when they're trying to grow their business. And the second thing is just, you don't know what you don't know. And as kind of vague as that sounds, you think you, you think, you know, all the steps, but sometimes it's not the information, it's the action, right? So it could be tough things. Like I knew I was undercharging, but I'm not actually going to take the action to raise my rates because that's actually a really tough thing to do and can go sideways and backwards and make a really bad situation. Um, so eight years into it, when I hired a business mentor for the gym, that's really where things like completely black and white turned around. 
And coincidentally, it was day one of the lockdown here in Canada, which we know was like terrible for us. And I made a decision was, you know, I can continue trying to figure this out on my own. But at this point, I have a government who's trying to tell me what I can and can't do. And that determines my livelihood, right? At the other hand is, I don't want to be put into that position. So I'm just going to go get help from other people who are doing it and doing it better and faster than me so that I can do those things too. And so day two, I paid the fees and jumped in on mentorship for the business. And within two to three months, the business was black and white from where we started. And so as I, as I made my way working through having a mentor, you know, the more I saw the principles we were applying in the gym actually really carried over into any service-based business. It's just the context of the concept needed to be applied a little bit different based on, you know, the type of business, but the concepts were exactly the same. And so after a couple of years of working with my mentor, it, it was like, I'm just going to start working with the business owners within my gym and I'm just going to help them grow their business. And so that's where it started. You know, I've worked with a physiotherapist. I worked with a life coach, a couple of other local businesses, which brought in referrals and it just grew and grew organically that way until we started making it an actual like worldwide global thing. And that's kind of, you know, how that, that has accumulated and sort of turned into what PDBM is today. It's pretty awesome actually. Yeah, it sounds it. Uh, this is probably a kind of bittersweet question, but what do you think would have happened to like you and your business through the lockdown? Had you not reached out for that mentoring? Yeah, I, there's a part of me that wants to say that I hope I would have figured it out. You know, I probably could have got by, but after it was over, you know, I still would have been in the exact same position, not cashing a check, you know, and, and that's not fair to my family. That's not fair to what my future life plans are. You know, that's just delaying everything in my life that much more. And so as much as I want to sit here and say, I probably might have figured it out. It, I would not be where I am today if I didn't have that mentor. And I truly deeply mean that because the amount of speed and time that that mentor provided for me is, is the thing that makes the difference, right? I might eventually reach where I am today, but that could have been 20, 25 years further down the road, you know, which is if you can, if you can save time and money and buy speed, like, why would you not? Right. Absolutely. And actually, I think I was speaking to someone else about this the other day that COVID was a really interesting time for gyms, because I think it gave people this maybe time that they didn't or wouldn't have if they were running kind of five, six, seven classes a day. Do you feel that that timing as well, like, obviously it wasn't a good thing having to shut down and close your gym, but do you think that benefited the change in the business as well? Yeah. And I'm super candid about that. Like I will be as transparent as possible that me choosing to make these changes on day two is like best case scenario, as terrible as the situation we were in, because that's exactly what happened. My one, my right-hand man in the gym, my Whitney, she's my general manager. She came and we would, we parked a couch in the bay doors and we would sit in the sun on this couch from eight in the morning until six 30 at night. And all we did was like build the community, take the steps that my mentor was teaching me how to do and like pour ourselves into the gym. And obviously that is incredibly easier when you don't have boots on the floor. Right. So like best case scenario, it helped me build the structure and the systems and all of the essential foundational steps without being distracted by having to coach classes. 
that being said, it's not impossible. It definitely just made the situation easier. And I'm, I mean, when I talk about the market is good and like all the check boxes are there and they're being checked, that's definitely the situation I was in. Right. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say like for anyone? Cause I, I want to talk about, so you have PDBM, which is perfect day business mentoring, which I firstly just love the name. What a great <laughs> name, but it, you, you help a lot of gym owners and small businesses, but for you personally, from you're like a an owner's perspective rather than a, a mentor what was the biggest change you you saw one in your business but also personally from having that mentor was strictly paying myself was learning you know an example was like learning the profit first system was how to move money through my business how to actually pay myself first before I started paying all these other things it put me in a position where I could then take that money within the first six to eight months of being in this mentorship and turn around and buy investment property in Arizona, because who wants to live in Canada in minus 50 Saskatchewan, right? So just that one simple thing. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of like branches off of that, that supply that income, but like understanding how to move money through my business, how to pay myself first provided me the opportunity to fill one of the major steps to fulfilling my perfect day, no pun intended, but that was what it was, is I was trying to move to Arizona for six months of the year. And, you know, at, that felt like a pipe dream all along, but that was one of the first questions that my mentor asked me is like, what are we working towards? And I said, I want to end up living in Arizona for six months. And she was like, okay, let's make it happen. And I just couldn't believe the way that the like effortless and ease of which she said, okay, let's make that happen. And then, you know, six, eight, 10 months later, it, it was actually happening. And that alone is just a simple thing of just like learning what to do with money, which seems trivial, <laughs> but like, again, 20 years old, you don't learn these things. Right. Yeah. And we're not, it's also things that like, we're not taught at school, even, yep. you know, if you don't own a business, like managing money, isn't something that they teach kids nowadays. <laughs> so yeah. how are we meant to know? And um, so to anyone who is like at this point in their career, like owning a business, whether that be a gym or something else, if they were to kind of pick up the phone and get on the phone to you, like, what's the process with you? Like, how do you start mentoring someone? What do you look to find out? What do you like? Is it again, like, do you look at goals and future or is it the present moment? Tell me a little bit about what happens, you know, when they pick up that phone to you. The idea is to understand what their perfect day is. Like, what is the end goal that we're trying to work towards and where are they, where are they currently so that we understand what the gap is. And then we just start working backwards so that if, you know, moving to Australia is the thing that you're trying to do. And right now you're only bringing in $2,000 a month. Okay, cool. There are certain things that need to happen along the way and let's build that plan together. Okay. When people come into our process, they start in a group mentorship program where we're just working on getting more people in their door, helping them build an audience and building their sales confidence so that they actually feel good about what it is that they're providing for their customers or their clients in that regard. And then they progress through a one-on-one mentorship aspect with us so that we can really hone in on building that plan to get them to whatever the perfect day is, the, the trip to Australia, the you know, build a brand new house or whatever it might be. It might even just be paying themselves, you know, something simple as that. It, and it's, it's I, I'm still kind of baffled that you were like eight years with no pay because it's, it's 
such an important thing, but it's also such a hard thing to do as a business person, right? Like yep. how do you, how do you switch that kind of mentality of I need to invest all my money into the business and then being like, oh no, actually I need to live. I need to pay myself. Like how do you switch that mindset? One of my mentors had told me a story about like, say you're on an airplane and they run out of food and there is one sandwich left and you are on this flight and the, everybody's starving. They're fighting with each other and it's a really nasty experience. And the person that has to eat is the pilot because they're the only one who knows how to fly and land the plane. So if the pilot doesn't eat, they're all going down together. And it, it, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such a, arbitrary story. Like you listen to that and you're like, yeah, no kidding. But for whatever day on the day that I heard that it really resonated with me that if you don't look after yourself, it really doesn't matter about your team, about the equipment in the gym or whatever you've got going on in your business, because you are the one that is the core of it. Most businesses close, not because they're not making enough money, but because the business owner is burnt out, exhausted, frustrated, and just runs out of steam. And so simple things like paying yourself, seeing the ROI on the time, energy investment that you're putting into your business, come back to you in some way, shape or form. Like that is enough to keep that business owner with a little bit of steam and keep doing the things that they want to do, you know, but like all of us, we want to pour the money back into the business or even worse. We want to pay our staff members before we pay ourselves. <laughs> your staff members don't matter because if you're burnt out and you're, you can't be the leader that you need to be, none of that matters. Right? So the pilot has to eat. And that little simple story was the thing that did it for me. You know, that seeing that there actually was money in the business that I just didn't know how to look for it or what to do with it, even when I did find it. And it was like, okay, cool. Let's start doing this because it's been eight years and like, it's far too long as it is type of thing. No, that was a great analogy. And as you say, it's such a simple thing that I think people just don't think about often. So it, it's really great to hear it from that sense. And as someone who obviously you've been a mentee, but now you're a mentor, how much of the entire process is someone, you know, say I was approaching you for mentorship, how much of it is about my mindset and that consumer's mindset going into like a mentorship program? I would say a lot of it, you know, the, the people who, the business owners who get the best results are the coachable ones, are the ones that are ready to receive coaching. So they're the ones that are sitting there and they're saying, all right, what's the next step? And so then you give them the next how-to or whatever that is. And they just go out, they take immediate action and they deal with whatever comes up along with it. They ask questions They're, you know, it's, it's the, I'm ready. What's the next step. And I'm going to go and do that. And so mm -hmm. if we can get you to that position, your results are going to come a lot faster. It doesn't mean that if you're not in that position, that you're not going to see results. It just means it might be a little bit slower, or we've got to come up with a different way of how we communicate information to you and get you to take action. You know, there's lots of different ways to do it, but those are generally our best clients who get the best results, the ready ones. Yeah. And what would you say, like, currently your mission is with PDBM? I'm trying to impact a hundred small service-based business owners around the world to impact them. Whatever that needs to look like, I want to help them make more money and I want to help them work a little less. That's sort of the key mission. I love that. I'm here for that. 
<laughs> everyone <laughs> can all do that is great um but you also for anyone who maybe is listening and thinking oh I you know I could use a mentor but I don't know if I have the time or the money all these kind of different things you also have um the CEO clubhouse right which is kind of little nuggets of information in so many different ways can you tell us a little bit about that um, and how people can can access that because it's a great you know other way to start learning about these things and maybe as you just said you know get yourself ready for for being in the position to to go through a mentor so the ceo clubhouse is a facebook group that i run you can access it just type in the ceo clubhouse.com and it'll redirect you right there um, just request access and I'll let you in right away. And so the, what we're doing in that group is actually really amazing. Um, we're dropping all kinds of content and it's all just free help, free things that you can take and utilize immediately in your business to help you get more clients, make a little bit more money and just learn how to sell a little bit better. This it, as long as you're a service-based business, all of this stuff is applicable. Okay. People are asking questions in there. They're looking for support. There's all types of answers being given based on different businesses. It's, it's truly amazing to see just everyone kind of come together and, and help each other out in that respect. Um, every uh, once a month, we run a workshop on a various topic, just depending where we are in, in the system. And so, for example, next week, we're running an email marketing 101 workshop, and it's free for anybody in that group to hop in and take part in that. And my whole mission with all of this stuff is just to give you the tools so that if you cannot afford mentorship as it is, you can take anything from this group, go and implement it in your business and make money because I'm looking at it from a generous and a selfish, I'll just be transparent point of view is like, it's generous because I want to help you. I want to help you. Like, I want to see you win, but at the same time too, it's a little bit selfish because if you start making money, you're going to want to be in our mentorship program so that you can make more money and work a little less on top of it too. So, you know, I'll just be transparent about that. But the end game is here's all this stuff. It's going to help you grow your business regardless. And it is there for your taking. So if you want any of that, just jump into the CEO clubhouse.com request it. And I'll, I'll put you in there immediately. Yeah. We'll link it below in our notes as well. But, and it, I love as well that there's, you know, something like a Facebook group is so important because you're around, you're in a group with like-minded people, right. And other small business owners. And I always say, everyone I know will know at least like four or five small business owners that's way more than you ever imagine even when you said you know when you started you found people in your gym and members and um, how important is it to learn from other business owners you know at the place you are at in your career at the moment or for anyone just starting out how important is it to to you know connect with other business owners and learn from them too twofold the first one is entrepreneurship is a lonely journey. And that is the part that I think doesn't get talked about enough. It's a very glorified journey of being an entrepreneur. I can make my own hours. I can do this, do this, do this. But like the part that people don't talk about enough is how freaking lonely this can be. And so to be in a spot where there are other people that are going through similar things as you, or have gone through it and are now on the other side of the fence, to just have a place where you can talk about what is happening in your business and ask for help, or even just to talk in general, that can make such a difference. You know, I have my own little, I call them uh, like just generic support groups of various business owners. 
of they're my most trusted officials that I can send a text and be like, you know what? Today is a $13 day that I would turn around and sell my business for 13 bucks. If somebody walked in and offered it and just to have that like collective, yeah, I get it. I feel it. Like I've been there. It's okay. You'll make it through. Like just to have that space because it, you know, it's tough to talk publicly about this when you have your clients are following you and your staff are following you and they expect you on a certain, you know, stair step to be the leader and do those things. So to be transparent about your journey and what's going on, it's so imperative to have that group like that. And then my second part is like, if somebody has done it faster and they've already been there, let them turn around and teach you so that you can save yourself eight years instead of spinning <laughs> your tires in the mud like I did, you know? So that is that value in that in and of itself is worth it time and time again. And it's interesting you said that because it all comes back to what you said quite near the beginning of that. You've got to get rid of that ego, right? Yeah. 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 That's Absolutely. my, my Achilles heel. Some days. <laughs> well, that is interesting because one of the kind of final questions that I'm going to ask you um, is if you could, and I'm sure there's so much you would want to say, but if you could give one key piece of advice to someone who is either trying to kind of build their business more or they are just starting out as a small business, and as you say, a service-based business, is there one particular piece of advice or information you would give them? You know what? It's actually not the information, it's the action. And I think more people will stay paralyzed by, I need to learn more. I need to learn this. I need to know this and just be in that constant absorption phase instead of the execution phase. So I always say, I need to learn this is not as great as I just did this. Okay. Education over action and action will trump that time and time again. And that's the best part of where a mentor can come in because they're just going to filter all of the information for you of what is the most important thing, your next step, go and do this and only do X, Y, Z. And I mean, that's why your progress speeds up so much more. So that's my best piece of advice. No, I love that action over everything. It's always about that. <laughs> and then my final question for you and I, I ask everyone that comes on this podcast, the same thing. Um, what are you like, you of course have been building such an incredible business. As you say, you've got your gym and this incredible mentorship business, but what are you kind of personally or professionally looking forward to like in the next 12 months? Um, actually we're launching our group mentorship program. And so bringing in a pile of small business owners into our perfect day program and running, you know, large meetings with a lot of them and just the hype that comes with having many people sitting in the room. And so our next program actually launches on March 1st and we have a couple spots left. And so that would be a great opportunity if you're looking to get started with mentorship is hop in on that. Cause I am like a caged lion, just ready to get going. And I'm pretty hyped up and excited to be working with a, a bunch of people. Yeah. Well, that sounds amazing. And as I say, all of the information is below in our show notes and go and check it out. Get on the CEO Clubhouse because there's so much information. Um, but Taryn, thank you so, so much for your time. It has been an absolute pleasure to chat. And I feel like I've got so many more questions, <laughs> but we will, we will learn from you again, I'm sure. But thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Enjoyed it.